This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? No. Neither did I. I was, I was just asking. This is Dirt and Sprague. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Did we lock you in the dumpster one time? I got out. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. That's somebody's That's daughter, somebody's up, daughter there. up there. I was just going to say that. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Dynamite drop in money. And broadcast school has really paid off. The Fan. All right, welcome back in our number two. Dirt and Sprague here. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. We'll play Satter Story today. Uh, no Nemec at 8.30. Trying to pivot to somebody else. It sounds like Oregon's going to land a huge five-star stud athlete. Let's go! N-Y-C-K-O-L-E-S. I'm assuming it's Nicholas. Yeah, I think so. That would be my guess. That's yeah. that's my guess. Or I'm, Nichols. Maybe it's Nichols. That's what Dirt thinks. Nichols. I've actually never heard somebody say his name, so I don't. I've followed his recruitment very closely because it's a big deal. We need to like. I should have pulled up a video. I have it right here. Of one of these re- recruiting analysts talking about it. All right, take your headphones off. We'll hear. This would be. A, I mean, this is a huge deal. It lands this kid. He is. I was right. It's Nicholas. Nicholas. Yeah. Suck it, swag, Mister Name Guy over there. I mean, he's a top fifteen, top twenty There's player. There's really in only the one recruitment story I'm following this year. So. Oh, your own. Yeah. It's nephew. all about you. Where's the Swigard family going? Exactly. Well, yeah, I get it. Oh, your nephew. My I nephew. thought you were talking about your fandom. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I'm not that even, counts, too. Yeah. I'm not even following that. <laughs> you don't even know where he's going to go. No, my nephew. Where is your nephew going to go? Uh, he's signing coming. day today, right? Is he is he signing? Today I don't think or? so. Okay. Can he's, we get him on to announce on our show? I've told him. I've told him if you want to have a little pomp and circumstance, Hell I I know yeah. a couple of guys that uh, you got to get your butt up early though. But other than that, that'd be fun. Yeah, he could pull the tape. He'd have that for the rest of his life. What colleges? What are the final colleges for him? Uh, he has uh invitations on the. It's all D three stuff. So Lewis and Clark, Willamette, Ooh. Linfield, and Cal Lutheran. I almost played at Lewis and Clark. I was very close to being a pile. What stopped you? Quarterback of the pile. Uh, you just didn't want to play D3 football? Yeah, I no, I was it was part of that. My brother was at Oregon and I kind of wanted to I you know, I was a very prototypical little brother of like older brother gotcha. did this. I want to follow in his footsteps kind of thing. Oh, okay, some little brothers do the opposite of that. I did not. I guy. was yeah, I wanted to stay close to uh to you know, big brother bear there. Yeah. And I you know, part of I went on a recruiting trip. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I went on a recruiting trip, and I, you stay the night on a recruiting trip, and it was very fun. And they, but the, the night was like playing Xbox in a lecture hall, like Halo, and going to a basketball game. And there weren't very many people at the basketball game, <laughs> and there wasn't any partying included. 
and I know that they they can't because I'm, did you, you know, want like a he got game I on campus I didn't experience. want that. I didn't want that. Two just busty <laughs> blondes ready to <laughs> give you a recruiting experience unlike any other you'd ever. But had. I also would go visit my brother quite often on a weekend in Eugene when I was a senior in high school, and we had we had a lot of fun. There was, mm. there was a lot of fun being had, and and this was like video games, and I just thought you know I don't I don't know if this is my scene. So Brother Bear cost Lewis and Clark their starting quarterback they by did. corrupting him with drugs and alcohol when he was 19 years old. Totally did. Totally <laughs> did. The Pio football program would have never been the same. <laughs> That's Sam Johnson, enemy number one. Was, uh, was Mike Fanger the coach up there at the time? I think Who was it was, the head coach? Uh, oh, God. I think it's Salages was the name, maybe. Oh, does that okay. sound familiar? Yeah, I think it that's sure doesn't. It okay. I'll tell you right now, if I, if I was to pick a... If I was to pick him off that, like, where's Cal Lutheran? Where is that at in Cal? It's down in Southern California. Oh, well, that changes things a little. I'm not religious, but I'd probably. Yeah, I don't. I'd, I'd pretend. I, I don't know much about that program. I mean, half that school is probably pretending anyway. But if I was to pick, not knowing much about Cal Lutheran, so kind of, ex- I, I think I'd go Willamette. I think Willamette's campus and stadium is beautiful. It is a beautiful campus. It's a beautiful campus. I know nice Salem's stadium. not everybody's favorite city, but... Lewis and Clark's got a good little football stadium, though, too. Do they? It's not bad. I don't yeah. think I've ever been. The campus is gorgeous. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. It's a shock of the lifetime that I actually got accepted into that university. <laughs> Why? Weren't your grades good? I mean, they were, but that's a Lewis and Clark's a tough school to get into. Well, you were a football player. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. D three, they don't care as much. You yeah. got, you still got to get into the school. You do. Oh, you, really? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. There's no academic scholarship. I wasn't Marshawn Lynch at Cal. Okay, they weren't fudging numbers for me. Wait, no scholarship. No, no academic or no athletic scholarships at the D three level. So you're just going and. Paying for it all and just choosing to get beat up for yeah yeah I think there's certain there's certain well like a lot of them are private schools so they put you know if you get into the school they there's financial aid available but yeah there's no athletic scholarships at the D three level God yeah. think about your life had you just gone to Lewis and Clark and been a stud quarterback at the D three level would have been totally different. Man, totally Touch yourself different. into their uh, heralded environmental law program. <laughs> you could have held it over Dusty, been like, I was the better D3 athlete. That's right, bitch. But now he kind of gets you because he, he went and he played. I did. My dad is now a... Um is is uh, now a, he's a part-time professor out at Lewis and Clark. Oh no, we should stop talking about this publicly. And he he filled me in that I evidently there's a push on campus to change the name of the university. What did Lewis and Clark do? Well, you know, some racist stuff along the trail. I'm sure they did. It was a long time ago. We can, we can only change. Are we going to change? So would they still be the pioneers? <laughs> I don't and, know. And you would change the Lewis and Clark? Or I think would... things have finally calmed down a little bit. Is but pioneer there was a, offensive? I don't think pioneer is. I think I, it's just the Lewis and Clark thing. And I'm sure they probably did X, Y, and Z to Native Americans. I'm and, you sure. Know, yeah. You know. Sacagawea was along for the ride, though. We got a we got a Sacagawea coin and currency. We, we got don't that. we don't know the extent of that relationship. We don't though, quite you know? know all the facts there. Yeah, yeah we yeah. don't. We sure don't. Let's get to the bottom of that. Be funny to die and find find out Sacagawea is like. You think I wanted to be on that journey? <laughs> you think I wanted to walk across the country? Did not want that. <laughs> Didn't want that at all. Well, if you could get your nephew to get his lazy ass up in the morning, we could announce this. Give us, give our show some content. I mean, come on, Swigards. What are we doing? No, I've already, I've, I've put it out there. You got to stop putting it. You got to force your hand. You're the uncle. You're the almighty uncle. <laughs> He's probably bigger than you, but you're the uncle. You got to twist his arm. Seniority reigns supreme here. What are we doing? I like how we're just trying to flirt around the fact that Oregon just landed another five-star recruit. Yeah. Well, not yet. Not yet. It's not official. Potentially. Easy. Added yeah. another five-star recruit. Got to sign recruit. that NIL thing. I can't first. wait for you guys not to know where to put him. <laughs> That's it.
I, I, according to the Civil War, we need a little help on the defensive line, and I think he's going to fit right in. I just saw his tape. I didn't know that about this kid. I just saw his tape. If he's not an edge rusher, you yeah. need to fire your coach. Have, you know what you should Google, too, because one of the big selling points for him, and they're after another corner today, too. Uh, uh, Roderick Pleasant, I think is his name. Pleasant is the back-to-back state champion in the 100-meter, 200-meters in California, and Harbor legitimately has hopes like he's trying out for the Olympics in a year, whenever the next Summer Olympics are coming along. Wow. Go pull up his track highlights. Because he's six, like 6'5", 230, and there's, there was a video of him winning the state championship, uh, and it's it just blows your mind. Shouldn't be moving Like, that how? Fast. How yeah. do you do that? Right. And so I think the track, if they end up landing these kids, obviously NIL is a big part of it, but I think another aspect of it is Oregon has such a great track program. Um, we'll see if we get a guest at 8.30. Steve Wiltfong on 24-7, their National Signing Day show with our buddy Josh Pate. Quote, I think Oregon is really trending for Nicholas Harbor here at the end. End quote. Which, when those guys say that, that's their way of saying he's picking them, but they don't want to take the moment away. So it's like, trending. I'm crystal balling him to go. Like, it's try to made more to be like a prediction yes. with some confidence, more so than just flat out saying, Nicholas Harbor to Oregon is a done deal. That's how I always view that. But, again... Sign on the dotted line. Because Oregon also got a commitment on signing day from Peyton Bowen. I don't know if you remember that one. But oh, I do remember that. It was like the number one or number two safety in the country, and that was a really big deal because it came out of nowhere. And it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then he signed with Oklahoma. He's in Oklahoma now. Yeah. 24 hours later, he changed his mind. He so. was a Notre Dame kid. <laughs> yes, he was. And then he just randomly signed with or picked Oregon, and then he signed with Oklahoma. What a journey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so we'll see if we get somebody on at 830. Let's get to the coaching news of the day, and then we'll talk with Josh Dover of 92.5 Altitude Sports Radio in Denver on the Sean Payton trade. Um, and then we got Statter Story as well. A lot more to get to today. Dirt and Spray. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Josh Dover is going to join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. Altitude Sports Radio. And I believe we're going to have Adam Friedman of Rivals.com at 815. So we'll bump Statter Story to 830. And we'll get his thoughts on Nicholas Harbor, the five-star stud athlete. Uh, that appears to be headed towards Oregon today in the second national signing day. Big news for your duckies. Well, and they got a chance, too, if they land him and one other kid, they got a chance to leapfrog Miami in the recruiting rankings. And, you know, hey, we're all petty around here, and that would be lovely. Where would that put them? I believe it would move them if they land uh, Harbor and the Pleasant kid. I think they're sixth or seventh in the country. 
So they could potentially. They're currently ninth, I believe. Okay. According to the, you know, everyone's a little. What was the highest class Mario had? Was it seven? Yeah, he never had top five class. I don't believe he ever had a top five class. I think it was somewhere in the somewhere in the same range. Be funny if Landing ended up beating Mario's best recruiting class ever in the four years. That that it would. That it would, Bob. We would enjoy that quite well. Um, Good point from one of our listeners at 1080 the fan on Twitter. The retirement we should be talking about. Ozzy Osbourne's announced his official retirement. Ozzy Osbourne's retiring? Yeah, he's off the crazy train. We're not biting bats anymore? No. I will say, I think one of the first reality... Well, no, I shouldn't say first. I I loved the Osbourne reality show. So did I. I I watched that thing (laughs) religiously. I was a big P1. (laughs) Sharon! (laughs) There was an episode where he fell in love with like a burrito place around the corner and he would go get burritos like four times a day and talk about burritos and like go down the line of getting his burrito and his kids were always high as hell. Like that that show was incredible. I don't mean to poke fun because of his condition, but like, I remember what you're talking about, and watching him just meander around a, a burrito just spot, just puttering his, around his Aussie thing, where he's kind of shaking <laughs> and he's walking. He's like, oh, and he's got sweatpants and a t-shirt on. Him yelling for his wife, his damn kids. <laughs> Whatever happened to Jack? I haven't seen Jack in a long time. Uh, I think Jack's doing okay. I think he's off the off the pipe. I, he he was struggling with drugs, I think, for a while. Oh, was he? I always wonder what happened to the kids of those shows, like the whole Kogan family. Did you watch that one? I I did watch the whole Kogan. I yeah. wonder what happened to his. I remember his. Didn't his kid get in a car wreck and kill somebody? That sounds familiar. I think there was like something, and it was like right as the show had ended, and it was really awkward. And then his wife, they got divorced. And the other one was heading in a a different direction. What was his daughter's name? What was Brooke? Brooke? Brooke Hogan? No, not Hogan. Uh, Osborne's daughter. What was Kelly. It? Kelly Osborne. Yeah, Kelly, Sharon, and Jack. What's Kelly Osborne up to? According to uh, online uh, Google, she is a TV personality. Yeah, I think I saw her like on the View or something okay. for a while there. Thirty-eight years old. Um. Yeah, how about that? Retiring. No more tours for Ozzy Osbourne. Well, that's what Elton John says, too. And then the money comes calling, and he goes, well. I mean, he's got to be up there at this point, doesn't he? He is, yeah. He, he, I don't know if he's done anything in a while. He is 74 years old. That's that's a, that's old to be doing that job. I Yeah, I get it. I, they want the limelight and all that. You know my feeling. I think I they think, love it. No, I don't yeah. think it's about limelight. I think they love it. I think people like that genuinely love performing. Yeah, they probably do. Um. So I'm rewatching. I'm doing it in bits, and I don't know why, but I am. I'm rewatching Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. On my phone. Last night, my wife goes to bed. I wasn't tired, so I just put it on my phone instead of the big screen. Wake up this morning. I keep watching it as I get ready to to leave my house, and it gets to the the scene that you and I both kind of reference on the show. One of us. <laughs> One, One of us. us. Yep. Right. And I'm laughing, and I'm like, God, this movie is so much better than I remember. How Leo didn't win an Oscar for that performance is a shame. Yeah. Um, but I'm rewatching, and that scene comes up, one of us. And I start laughing because I think of us. And the reason I bring this up is yesterday, late last night, I'm doing show stuff, and I see the story, and coincidentally, that scene pops into my head. <laughs> one of us. And the scene, or the thing, I'm the story I'm referencing here. Josh Allen reportedly is not playing in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> That's right. Because he he doesn't want to play football. He's citing injury, but people have found out he's actually playing in a Pebble Beach Pro AM. <laughs> yeah, he's playing in the Pro AM this weekend at Pebble Beach. So he is skipping his actual career and job to go play golf. 
He truly is one, one of, of us. us. <laughs> one of us. I saw this yesterday and it made me laugh so hard. Why would you want to go play flag football in Vegas when you can go play one of the greatest golf courses in the world? Oh, is it in Vegas? I thought it was in Hawaii. No, again. I think it's in Vegas now. Oh, and it's too back it's, to Hawaii though, aren't they? Maybe they are when the new stadium's done. But I mean, it's just flag football. I, you know, I, I don't want anything to do with that. If I have the chance to go play in this tournament, to go play Pebble Beach, I mean, this is the famous one that every celebrity shows up to, and you get all the famous Bill Murray scenes over the years and Clint Eastwood. Uh, it's just this is a long-standing tradition on the PGA Tour, the Pebble Beach Pro Am, and I remember talking even to uh, Peter Jacobson last year for the old golf podcast, and and he, I mean, he went on for like 15 minutes about this tournament, how big of a deal it was, and how his family would always be down there, and it was one of the highlights of the entire year for him. So for Josh Allen to say I'd rather play Pebble Beach than the the flag football Pro Bowl, good for you. Your priorities are in the right spot, man. It's the off season. Your year's done. You're probably pissed with the way you lost. Go enjoy Pebble Beach. You deserve it. I thought it was great and uh anytime you get a pro athlete to be like everybody else who calls in sick to go play 18 <laughs> god bless you good good on josh allen living his best life i love it man um D'Amico ryan's chose houston we've got a source off here D'Amico ryan's chose houston yesterday and the broncos uh traded and got sean payton now we're going to talk to josh dover in denver in a few minutes but there's a source-off between Schefter and Rappaport on this one. I mean, there's one guy that's right and one guy that's wrong. And I feel like it's pretty obvious. Oh, okay. So here's the source-off. The source-off, D'Amico Ryan's announced, and then Sean Payton traded for draft picks. Um, Rappaport says Denver tried all day yesterday to, to get D'Amico to reconsider. They had flown to Ann Arbor earlier uh, a couple days ago to try to get Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. and they ultimately traded to get Sean Payton the same day that D'Amico Ryans chose Houston. Yeah, Schefter is saying that Denver never really did any of that, that Denver wanted Sean Payton, they got Sean Payton, they've got their guy. Of course. So now we have a source-off, <laughs> and I, I didn't know who you were going to say you believe, but now I feel like I do know who you're going to believe. I think it's pretty obvious, and uh, the emails of thank you, Mr. Editor, are pretty telling. Of Adam Schefter's lost a lot of credibility here. I he, went there too mentally. He is carrying the water for the Denver Broncos. Yes, he is. They're, they're embarrassed. They got fleeced, and people didn't want that job. Jim Harbaugh wanted to stay at Michigan and Instead of being the Broncos head coach. And D'Amico Ryans chose the Houston Texans over you. Yes. Say that sentence out loud three times. And then imagine what the reaction is if I tell you a year ago, you'd rather be the head coach of the Houston Texans than the Denver Broncos. But I can't blame him because he's not hamstrung by Russell Wilson's contract. And in the modern NFL era, we give coaches legitimately three years. That's all you get. You get three years. If you win, great. If not, your ass is out. You're Uh. done. And some don't even get three years, Nate, right? Nate, Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're like that bad, eleven games. He should have been fired after the first game, but that's a whole different <laughs> point. But I mean, the argument is like if you're if you're choosing those two jobs, I'm taking Houston in a heartbeat too. They have the number two pick and the number twelve pick in the draft. They have an incredible amount of cap space. They have more picks coming in the years to come because of the Deshaun Watson trade. I believe they have another second or another first coming next year to them. Like they have the ability to totally reshape their roster and build from the ground up. Whereas in Denver, you're relying on basically one thing. Can you turn Russell Wilson around? 
And and I, if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I can't blame him at all for saying, I, I don't want to take on that challenge. I'm going to go find my guy. I'm going to build my roster the right way, and that's going to give me a chance to succeed. But the, the, the notion that they flew to Ann Arbor on Monday to meet with Jim Harbaugh and then on Tuesday tried to say we didn't want anybody but Sean Payton is maybe the dumbest thing I've ever tried to see somebody argue. I tend to agree with the source-off thing, and not that Rappaport isn't also reporting things that people want him to report. Yeah. But the Mr. Editor thing has really clouded my view of him now. Yes. And also the Brady stuff. Dude tweeted that Tom Brady was retiring and then Tom Brady didn't retire. And then the Mr. Editor thing comes out. And I'm just like, I believe him. Most of his stuff is still probably at a 90% hit rate. But on this particular issue, I'm kind of like, all I think in my head is, thank you, Mr. Editor. That's all I think when I read these tweets. It was a random thing, too. The Broncos, it was just a coincidence. They didn't want, like, you don't even have to tweet that. He was being told to tweet that. That's carrying water. Yes. That, at that point, you're carrying water. So it, it, Denver's trading a 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 second-rounder to the Saints for Sean Payton and a 2024 third-rounder. I believe that first-round pick, I saw somebody say this, I believe that pick goes to the Saints or uh, uh, to the uh, Eagles. The Eagles? Yeah, I think oh, okay. there's a Howie Roseman trade. It's either the first or the second. One of those picks, I think, is going to Howie Roseman. Well, the New Orleans now has two second-round picks. I think their first pick. What? I saw Benjamin Solak was saying Howie Roseman seeing the trade. Okay. And I was like, why is that? And then I saw somebody else in Philly saying, oh, man, this is awesome for the Eagles. Huh. So I think there's some draft capital going Philly's way. Either way, okay. that's the trade that Sean Payton, it took to get Sean Payton to be the Denver Bronco head coach. I don't know if I agree with you. I think D'Amico Ryan is actually a really good coach. Um, he seems like a great leader, mm-hmm. and he played for the the Texans, and I think this is like a beloved, hey, we got our guy. J.J. Watt's going to totally be on his staff. Wait for that to be announced. Mm, that'd be interesting. Um, but I don't want to punt on Denver yet. Denver has been one of the more stable. I know this Nathaniel Hackett thing blew up in their face, and the Russell Wilson contract, mm-hmm. and Say what you want about them. They've been one of the more stable organizations for 30 years in the National Football League. It's a new ownership group. I know it's not uh, the the former owner that won the Super Bowls, but I, I don't know if I'm ready to conclude that I'd rather be at Houston than Denver. Denver has a high requirement there. I think the fans showed you that this year. The minute you suck, they'll boo your ass. As they should. They, they have terrible. an expectation for that franchise to be good. Maybe not win a Super Bowl every year, but to be good. And they were a joke this year. Are they going to turn? Can they turn that around? I think if you're Sean Payton, aren't you just popping in the Russell Wilson tape and saying, yeah, it wasn't a good year? But it's kind of the outlier to his entire career. I get it from Peyton's angle. I mean, he's got a he, he maybe he sees something in Russell Wilson. You brought it up, I think, earlier this week that there's been a linkage there between those two guys in the past when Russell Wilson was in Seattle. The Saints were one of his four he teams. Would always include New Orleans mm-hmm. in that. So I think I think quarterbacks. We saw it with Brady and Sean Payton last year. I think quarterbacks really respect who he is. And from Denver's angle, like, look, you. It doesn't look great because I do believe they wanted to hire Jim Harbaugh. I do believe they wanted to hire D'Amico Ryans, and it just didn't work out for him. Harbaugh's cool at Michigan, and, and Ryans turned him down and went to Houston. You do reach a certain desperation level. Did they give up too much? Of course they did, but they're also tied to the next five years to Russell Wilson. 
And so because of that contract, your really only path forward is to answer the question, how do we get Russell Wilson back to being Russell Wilson? And they felt like it's not through drafting guys in the first round because they did end up with a first-round pick in the Bradley Chubb trade. They feel like it's we got to go find the right head coach for him, and now we'll find out what Sean Payton can do. I'm, I'm not necessarily giving up on him, but I, I am going to remain committed that if I'm a head coach, I would rather start with a clean slate than a super muddy picture. And I think Denver's a muddy picture, not to mention the fact that that divi- – like you're going against Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Good luck winning the division. And we'll see what the Chargers do with Herbert and Kellen Moore, but you're likely going to have the third best quarterback in that division, depending on also what happens with the Raiders. So it's it's going to be an uphill battle. It turns out the pick stuff, the pick compensation to Philly involves the Chris Olave pick. Okay. So there was a trade there, and then one of those picks is going to go to Philadelphia. I think they get the higher of the two. So I think this meant because the trade, they now get, New Orleans, I think, had the 10th pick in the draft. It was the 10th, yeah. So they now get the 10th pick because it's the higher of the two. And then the Saints would get the 29th pick because believe that 29th. was a traded pick as well to Denver. It was initially the 49ers pick. That's right. That's where it all started with the Trey Lance trade. You're right. That that pick has slept around a little bit. It, it, yeah, it had, Miami's passed around. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> boy, that pick. Yeah. Get a get a STD check there. Um, I want to talk about Sean Payton and like draft capital for a coach. And was this worth it? Is he worth it? Is he a coach that's worth it to you? But we could talk about that with Josh Dover as well. 92.5 Altitude Sports Radio. He joins us for the Daily Ticker next. How they're feeling about Sean Payton coming to Denver. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, ticker time here on a hump day. We were just talking about Sean Payton going to the Denver Broncos, so let's go to Denver and find out how they're feeling about it out there. Josh Dover joining us now at Joshua Dover on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's a host on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5 FM there uh, in Denver. Josh, good morning to you, man. Thanks for the time here in Portland. Uh, we're, we're looking at this from the vantage point of 
We believe the Rappaport over Schefter beef that they maybe struck out on D'Amico Ryans and uh, tried to get Jim Harbaugh. How are people out there feeling, and what's your take on where Sean Payton was in the pecking order for the Broncos' wish list? You know, I, I tend to lean probably where you guys are if I had to pick a side. Uh, I will say, when this all started, I, I thought it was Harbaugh first, Payton second, because the Walton Pinner group, they just wanted to hit a home run. They wanted the big name. They want to make the headlines. I think that's kind of their approach here early on. But I think they were turned off by what New Orleans wanted in return and kind of let that ship sail and then started to kick tires and have conversations on other folks and found out that the, this job wasn't necessarily as appealing. It's even a job like the Houston freaking Texans is, <laughs> um, which is a little bit of a slap in the face, I'm sure, for a guy that just bought a team for billions and billions of dollars. Um, but then I thought they quickly realized, man, this is probably a pool down to two or three guys that would take this head coach gig and still to make that big splash and get Broncos country all fired up uh, about what the team could be. Although we did this dance last year with Russ, they decided, hey, there's the biggest name. That's the biggest splash. That's what we want to do. Let's go out and get it done. Well, Josh, I'm curious. Sean Payton had such an illustrious career with Drew Brees, and he had some moments with Teddy Two Gloves and Jameis Winston. He's had moments where he's shown who he is as a coach and how much he can help a quarterback. When you What you saw from Russell Wilson, do you, you truly believe that it's something that Sean Payton could salvage the old Russell Wilson out of him? Because he just, to us out here in the Northwest, he just did not look anything like the player we saw in Seattle years ago. No, and I, I'm very skeptical to say he could return to that guy. And look, I mean, he's 10 years into the league. Guys get worse when they play a lot of football. That's how sports work. Uh, so, no, I don't think he can return to what he was as a Seahawk. And, you know, I don't know, we can have the conversation of was he even leading that team to Super Bowls, but he was certainly a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he can't be that guy anymore. But what he can do and what Sean Payton already said yesterday in a press release, uh, or at least a comment about the job is they're going to establish a run game. So what I think Russ can be is a guy that takes what the defense gives him, which he was allergic to doing for some dang reason last year here, uh, and run the football and let a good defense like the Seahawks had for all those years kind of be the workforce and the, the, the brunt of a, the team. So if he can fall back into that person, he can have to no, – he's not going to be the Russ that was the Seahawks ever again. Hmm. Kind of funny coming full circle on the res- let Russ cook thing. That, that was a big that was a big narrative. Well, out here wasn't that years. like I mean <laughs> we saw him, Josh. We saw him out here a lot in Seattle, and it's funny that you like what you're saying. I think you're 100 percent right. Like get back to the run game, you know, take some choices away from him, make him more like a, a couple read guy. But like that's why he hated Seattle. That's why he started hating the Seahawks is because he didn't want to play in that offense. Wanted to win an MVP. And now here comes Sean Payton. Is like, yo, we're gonna get you back to handing the football off to a Marshawn Lynch type. Well, it's, hey, take a dose of reality, right? Look in the mirror because you're not who you think you are, Russell Wilson. I don't care what your seven employees say about you when you're getting ready to post an Instagram video. You're not that dude. And if you want to have any sort of – 10 years in Seattle, cut the career off. He's probably a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to go first ballot by any means. But, man, if he has another year, two, maybe three with all the money that's tied on that deal – playing the way he played last year, he's going to destroy his legacy. And you guys know just as much as I do, that is 
all so important to Russell Wilson and the Wilson brand. Oh, for sure is. Josh Dover, our guest, Altitude Sports Radio in Denver. At Joshua Dover on Twitter talking about Sean Payton going to the, the Denver Broncos. I mean, I think part of it when I look at this is how, where do you go from here as a franchise now? So you got your quarterback who – major question marks. Well, now you got your head coach in Sean Payton, clearly an upgrade from Nathaniel Hackett who didn't – you know, it, that did not go well starting in week one. But I think the difficult part I would have with it if I'm a Broncos fan is how do you improve the roster around them now? Right, so like you joke that the Texans are a more desirable job. I I agree with the the take, and maybe that's not great for Broncos fans to hear. But at least it's a clean slate, and you got two picks in the top twelve, and let's build this thing from the ground up. How is Denver going to go about, and do they have the ability to go about making some roster moves, whether it be offensive line? You mentioned they want to run the football. Uh, Bradley Chubb was gone, so is there a replacement there? I mean, you just traded another draft pick and more to go get a head coach now. Yeah, and you know we talked about this on my show yesterday. Think about this, guys, for. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. The Broncos have traded two firsts, three seconds, a couple of thirds, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. All for a coach and a quarterback that we don't know uh, that it's going to work. But So as far as the roster, that, that's kind of where GM George Payton, for now, is a caveat, GM George Payton, uh, kind of throws his hands up in the air. of Like, this is the roster that we got. They're not going to have a ton of money uh, as far as salary cap. I mean, as when the new league year starts – they might get around $16, 17000000 depending on how they construct some contracts. So it's not going to be pretty. This is a, hey, Russ, we invested in you. You need to at least, uh, you're not cooking no five-course meals by any means, but give us something. And then what they did with the Sean Dayton hire is they doubled down. They lost a whole bunch of money on the casino that is Russell Wilson, and now they're chasing their tail a little bit, doubling down, saying, well, we're already in. Let's bring in a guy that we think can maybe help this uh, – investment i say with quotation marks around it uh and see if this can be fixed so there's not a lot that they can do and denver's not a desirable place so this is really hey sean payton you got to fix this man you got to fix him immediately or else uh you know denver will be finally getting those draft picks back via just being an awful football team well i guess i'd ask you that josh is uh you know sean payton i'm I'm sure to a lot of bronco fans that was a big big move i mean you're getting sean payton to come here and and what his career was with new orleans you assume he's going to bring some of that to denver what is your best guess though sean payton coming to denver to try to save russell wilson's career in a division where one of the teams is in the super bowl and not going anywhere because of that quarterback and the other one in la yeah, maybe we don't trust the coach, but damn it, Justin Herbert's a good player. Like, how? What is your best guess of what this is going to be for Denver with Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, et cetera, going forward in that division? And look, this is something I talked about again yesterday. It's is is Sean Payton the end all, be all, the answer, the the guru that will solve it? I don't believe that. But of the available coaches, and like I told you guys to start, and the ones that would actually come here and take the dang job, I think he was the best fit for it. He's got a top ten offense. For over a decade of his 16-year coaching career, caveat, he had Drew Brees. I understand that. Um, but with his defense and what they are going to want to do, running the football, look, I'm not saying they come here and turn it around because you're right. That division is great. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere for a decade. Yeah, Justin Herbert's really good, but the Chargers, Charger. I mean, that, that's, that's what they do. So I'm not uh, 100% worried about the Chargers. Um I would say at this point, if you're a Broncos fan, and I, I scream it at the mountaintops into my microphone out here, we're beggars, and beggars can't be choosers, guys. So yeah. let's let's start talking about maybe scoring touchdowns in a game. That would be cool to see. Uh, and then winning a game, that would be fun to have on a Sunday. 
and then you can start to talk about contending in your own division and getting into the playoffs. We got to take baby steps. We're crawling and puking on ourselves right now. Well, I just want to I want to pour some out. Well, maybe maybe it's a premature uh, premature pour out, but the Denver Broncos unders made me a lot of money last year, and I don't know if Sean Payton's going to fix that or not. But I just want to give you a shout out because the Denver Broncos they gambling on their unders was like the easiest bet for like the first twelve weeks of the season. 100%. Hey, at least something good came of the Broncos. <laughs> People out there winning bets. <laughs> That's right, baby. Josh Dover, at Joshua Dover on Twitter. He's a host at uh, Altitude Sports Radio there in Denver. Uh, go give him a follow. Great stuff, great insight, man. We really appreciate the time, and hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. There you go, Josh Dover of Denver and Altitude Radio. So he said they, they lost all their money at the casino, uh, the, uh, the casino of Russell Wilson. And now they've gone back to the casino of Russell Wilson, and they made another all-in bet. Here's all our chips. Yeah, man. It, you, How do we feel? You get well. You gambled a lot. You've put your chips on the table, and you've said, "I'm going for broke." Back-to-back off seasons, they've mortgaged their future for for this. I just I don't know how you feel as a Bronco fan. I think you have to be excited at this point to his, yeah. you know, his point that he made on the the beggars can't be choosers thing. But I uh, I don't know. I just I don't know how salvageable Russ is. Russ looked truly awful uh you can blame nathaniel hackett for that i'm sorry you're paying a quarterback 240 million dollars you'd imagine he'd be a dude that could overcome problems i mean look at the super bowl we have with these quarterbacks and you know sean payton's a good coach i think we're i think we're inflating a little bit as if he's won like four championships and he's been the you know the reign supreme of the yep. NFL, a good coach. I've seen a lot of people bring that up. People have connected his stats to Mike McCarthy's and said, Oh, that's a, an interesting comp they're the right same. There. They won a Super Bowl early, and other than that, they won a lot of games and then largely disappointed in the playoffs. I tend to with believe an all time quarterback. Yeah, and I think some of that's fair. I tend to believe he's a little better than Mike McCarthy, but when you trade the draft capital and you invest the money you have in the quarterback, and by the way, he's going to make over $20 million as the he's, coach. He's going to make an insane amount of money. Yeah. And their general manager, that was a desperate save-my-job move because that Patton dude, a lot of people rant and raved about him, and then this has gone sideways, and now they're like, do you know what you're doing? I, I Be careful. Putting expectations is what I would say because I, you're talking about the Patrick Mahomes division. Good luck getting past that. No, oh, by the way, there's another dude in the AFC North, another dude in the AFC East. You got some other teams. Lamar's out there. The Miami Dolphins had a good year. I, I, I'm not as sold that this is such a slam dunk move for them. I think this was a desperation move after they were told thanks, but no thanks by other people. I want to talk a little bit about the coaching moves so far in the offseason and some uh, let's do some February 1st hot takes on this because there's a couple announcements that have happened here in the last couple of days, and one of them we haven't really talked too much about. So we'll dive into that uh, coming up next right here on 1080 The Fan. Well, one of the funniest tweets I've seen in a while, if you're just getting in your car this morning, you missed the breaking news for the second year in a row. Tom Brady has retired from the NFL. Yes, he has. He's claiming for good this time. It would have been more funny if it was tomorrow. Why tomorrow? It's Groundhog Day. Oh, it is tomorrow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have been really funny. Well played. Well, you know how the... Uh, I, I got to give him credit. I hate this organization. Uh, it's kind of funny when they lose. I cheer against them. And they had a horrible season because they didn't have an offense coordinator, and that was a lot of fun. The New England Patriots did something that needs to be applauded. <laughs> they hired an offensive coordinator? Well, they actually did do that. They yeah. did hire Dave O'Brien, or Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Who's Dave O'Brien? Uh, they, this morning, 
I mean, of course, Tom Brady retires again. You got to send out a tweet. You got to have a Tom Brady tweet. You got to be on the socials. You know what they did? They quote tweeted their tweet from last year. <laughs> so a year ago, they tweeted it was quite the ride. Thank you and congratulations at Tom Brady, yeah. February first, twenty twenty two. This morning, about an hour ago, they quote tweeted it quite the ride indeed. Thank you again, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's well played but they put another that one out well like done. another video i think you know 15 minutes ago or something but that, that yeah they, that. they finally did forever legend here's the video of tom yeah. brady it's like that's good let's just go dig up last year's tweet because it's the same damn congratulations as nothing changed because they didn't want a playoff game this it, year by the way it is super wild to look at tom brady when he started playing and then I'll look at who Tom Brady, what he looks like He now. was a fat, pudgy Michigan kid, and now he's had 37 face surgeries. He was a skinny, fat, pudgy, going oh. bald Michigan kid, and now he's got... Great head of hair and A no hairline at his eyebrows, and yeah, he's got, yeah, cheekbones. And... He, I think he's had the cheekbones surgically removed, and he had the butt chin surgically enlarged. The guy's been through a lot, all right? He's been through a lot. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Give me a hot take on February 1st at 7.51 a.m. in the morning. Oh, great. Uh, four notable hires have been made because, you know, the Bill O'Brien thing, whatever. He goes to New England. We'll see how that works out. Uh, of, of teams with head coaches or offensive coordinators, give me the biggest short-term impact, positive or negative, I guess, if you want to go that route, and the biggest long-term, long-term impact. Frank Reich to Carolina, D'Amico Ryans to the Houston Texans, Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos, and throwing an offensive coordinator in there, Kellen Moore to the L.A. Chargers. Um. I think Kellen Moore is going to have a pretty big impact. I won't put him at the top, though, and we haven't even talked about Kellen Moore. We haven't really talked about it yet. No, Dallas is moving on, and Mike McCarthy might call plays again. Uh, statistically speaking, this is a clear and easy upgrade for the Chargers and Justin Herbert from Joe Lombardi to Kellen Moore. Uh, go look at every analytical offensive number you want. Dallas was in the top ten in a lot of those categories. Uh, I know they flamed out. People like to point to coordinators and say this dude's a bum. Uh, I'd like to remind you, he is not the one throwing the football to the other team and leading the league in interceptions. That was Dak Prescott, the $40 million man. I like that move. What stops me from saying it was the biggest move is the head coach because I still think that's a problem. It is still an issue. Um, and until I see them stop being dumb for a season, I'm, I'm going to continue to believe that next year they're going to have stupid coaching decisions in really crucial moments. I love two of the hires so far. Oh, okay. Which two do we love? I like Frank Reich in Carolina a lot, and I love D'Amico Ryans in Houston. Frank Reich, I mean, it flamed out hard in Indy. It did. I would like to remind people he took that job and became the coach with the impression that he had Andrew Luck for probably 10 years. And then Andrew Luck, good for him, said, I'm done. It's wearing me out. It's ruining my life. And I physically hurt. I'm done with this. I cannot do this. And he chose the best thing for him, but what did they do? Well, they had made a playoff win-now ready-made roster. It's not easy for everybody to get a quarterback in the draft. Not at that point. And they pivoted. They got a, an older veteran player that they thought had a couple more years in Phil Rivers. Took him to the playoffs. It was fun. Came to a screeching halt when we watched him throw a football and have to put his entire body into every throw because he was old. That didn't work. Frank Reich saw Carson Wentz and said, I remember that. That yep. worked for me. I was the OC in Philly. I can revitalize this. Came damn close, came up short, and then they tried it one more time this year with Matt Ryan because they never had quite the draft pick and were willing to sacrifice the draft capital to go up and draft somebody. 
I think he's going to learn from that, and I think they're going to find a guy in the draft. I think they're going to pivot, and they're going to find their quarterback. I don't think they're going to play the veteran game anymore the way Matt Rule was, and I love D'Amico Ryans because I think he's a great leader. Yeah, I think he's a great defensive mind, and you got the number one pick in the draft. You're probably going to draft C- two uh, or two. Yeah, well, yeah, the number yeah number two. I think they're going to ultimately pick one of the quarterbacks, and here we go. We'll see what that is. Peyton, I understand. I'm, I'm just, there's something about it I'm not sold on. Well, I think the tough part is what we just talked about with Josh, and it's what I wanted to ask him most, is you, you've 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 gone all in last offseason for Russell Wilson. You go all in again this offseason now for Sean Payton. You don't, have any, you don't have any, like, how do you improve the roster? Like, the coaching was an issue for them last year. We can all agree on that. Was it the only issue? I don't think it was. I think you could probably use a bolstered offensive line. You could maybe use a little help at running back. Like, there are moves that you need to make. They're not going to have hardly any cap space to make those moves. The cap's going up a bit. He said they're maybe going to have $16 million this offseason. That's to re-sign guys and bring in free agents and all that. And now you've traded again your first-round pick that you recouped for the Bradley Chubb trade. So you can't go get somebody on a first-round rookie contract and maybe hit on that and have it be an immediate difference maker. I think that's a tough part for me with Sean Payton. Like, I... Sean Payton's a good coach. His track record was great in New Orleans. I'm, I'm not knocking that, but you also, I think, have to acknowledge it's a two-prong approach. You have to have the general manager that can make the moves necessary to improve the roster while also having the coach in place, and I think they have one hand tied behind their back right now. I think that's a tough thing, and, and I know Sean Payton you know, resonates in a lot of people's minds with uh, you know, offensive success and the Drew Brees career and the Super Bowl in 2006 and just being consistently there. I think they can be, but he chose the hardest division. <laughs> no. You chose the division uh, with Patrick Mahomes. And, oh, by the way, in the off chance that, you know, Brandon Staley overcomes some of his early coaching woes as a clock manager and, and decision-making and becomes good, or they pivot and go to another coach, you got Justin Herbert. I, I just, I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing it. And they're they're lucky they locked up their wide receivers when they did because those guys would hit the market. They would need to be paid big-time money, mm-hmm. but they wanted to get paid. Guaranteed money's there. They took a slightly lesser-than deal than their market value, and they're, they're, they've got at least some targets for Russ. But you're right. Their run game was not very good, and I just don't know how broken Russell Wilson is. I think it's one thing to be excited outwardly and say, oh, I got Sean Payton. I'm so excited. It's another when you go to film breakdown and he tears you apart and then you go out to a game and you throw two picks. Like I just I think athletes, a lot of athletes are built on the mental side where they can overcome and get past whatever it is that they're blocking themselves from. Russell Wilson just strikes me as entirely driven mentally. He can do what he needs physically. That wasn't the problem. He could throw the football. The problem was he was throwing to the other team too much and he couldn't make throws. <laughs> Is Sean Payton coming in and fixing that? I don't know, but I don't think it's better than what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have going in Kansas City. The worst thing out of this, too, is it could end up meaning that Denver's back on primetime a bunch next year because they hired Sean Payton, and it'll be a good storyline to watch the schedule come out. They're going to be all over Thursday and Sunday night football and Monday night football, and we're going to have to watch them a bunch again. On the Frank Reich thing, Carolina has the ninth overall pick, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Do they go quarterback, and has he learned from his time uh, in Indy? And one stat on Kellen Moore that I did it did get me intrigued. I don't know... 
if I'm 100% sold, like this is a home run, I, it's just that was kind of a weird situation in Dallas. But since he was the OC in, in Dallas calling the plays, they had the seventh highest average depth of target in the NFL, yep. at just about nine yards, average yard per attempt. And that is, I mean, Lombardi threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage 47% of the time. I'm pulling that number out of my ass. It was ass, like 6.8 yards. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. They were one of the worst in the NFL. And you can argue you have the quarterback with the best arm in the NFL, so maybe throwing the ball down the field would be a helpful thing. So uh, four moves so far in the coaching world that we feel relevant to talk about, and uh, three of them are head coaches. Two of them happened uh, yesterday. I think, is Arizona the only one left? Anybody no, else? Arizona and Indy. And Indy, touche. Indy might be hiring Jeff, Jeff Saturday. Saturday. Come on, Jeff Saturday. Where, on. How would you rank him Come real on. quick? Uh, I would go number one. I'm kind of I'm with you on Frank Reich. I think Frank Reich. They just couldn't find a quarterback. That's not necessarily all on him. I think I I, I go to Miko Ryan's one though. I just I'm a firm believer in him and the guy that he is and yeah. the blank slate that he has to work with. Yep. I think I go Peyton too, just because the pedigree. I got to give him the credit there. He's been a good ca- head coach for 15 years, and then Frank Reich probably three, mm. but but not a not a distant third. Uh, but he's he's he they, he has to find a quarterback, and D'Amico Ryan's has to find a quarterback, and Sean Payton has to fix a quarterback, and all those are going to be challenging for all three coaches. Yes, it's the hardest thing to do in that league <laughs> is to find a quarterback. We always say it's so nonchalant. Just go get a quarterback. Go find one. Come on. Kyle Shanahan's the brightest guy on offense. He can't find one. <laughs> it's uh, not easy. We got a lot to get to in the final hour. Statter story. We'll talk a little signing day. Uh, uh, some potentially big news for Oregon come down, coming down the pipe here in the next hour or so this morning. Uh, we had a couple of bad days on Twitter, and I want to talk about that. It's loaded. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 